When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm a nerd and a goofball. And that's where I think we all get along. We're all pretty goofy in this, this group of guys. And uh, we're trying to get Romeo a little bit out of the shell, though. We got, we got work. <laughs> uh, I was playing Katana on my Switch. So the fact that they downloaded, they made it available on the Switch where you can play multiplayer and single player. It's the fact that they have a single player mode, they should have never done that. So they should have Hello and welcome to the Celtics Reddit podcast. Ben Vallis here, or as I go by on Celtics Reddit, Brutal Gash. And what you're hearing right now is a beat cut together by Reddit user Jazz McIntyre to celebrate the Celtics drafting one of the most memeable, internet-friendly players possibly ever. More of that to come. And in the meantime, go and follow Jazz McIntyre, the beatmaker, on Twitter at LobsterBaked. Now, we actually recorded this episode last night, and since then, some rather spicy Kemba Walker-related news has surfaced. And I want to get to that very quickly, and then we'll cut back over to last night's recording. So, six hours ago, Celtics Reddit user Flaky Scholar posted a Mark Stein tweet to the sub, which said, The Celtics, I'm told, are emerging as stealth suitor, a stealth suitor, for Hornets free agent Kemba Walker. And Stein later tweeted, basically, forget about the stealth element. The Celta openly gunning for Kemba Walker. So <laughs> what do we think of this? I think personally, if you can lock down prime Kemba Walker for four years, just just do it, right? He'd be turning 33 as he comes out of that contract. We just saw Kyle Lowry have a great run at that age. You just do it. Like... We had a pretty decent run with Kyrie Irving and his skill set. And the main issue there seemed to be some chemistry issues, some personality issues. Kemba Walker's personality compared to Kyrie Irving uh, is a known plus, I suppose, like comparatively. Um, by all accounts, Kemba Walker is a better dude than Kyrie and more agreeable and easy to get along with. Um, he's not had the, the best roster behind him there um, in Charlotte. He's had a few different coaches that I personally don't think compare at all to, to Brad Stevens. So it would be interesting to see Kemba Walker in this situation. I, I suppose the main call out there is whether or not that's wise spending of the Celtics cap space, given the, the new sort of retooling direction that we're going in. If you're concerned about cap space, I guess Hayward only has two years left on that max contract of his. Uh, and of course, we can go over the cap to re-sign Jalen Brown and, and Jason Tatum. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't panic in that sense in terms of it causing issues, keeping some of our, our young bucks there. 
Celtics Reddit user long ago, far away, writes in regards to Kemba, a better person, better character, and more guts than Kyrie. And I'm reading out some of these comments because it is quite a divisive topic on Celtics Reddit currently as to whether or not we should we should go all in for for Kemba Walker there. User Phantom255X writes, I'd rather sign D'Lo, D'Angelo Russell, and then sign one or two decent centers. Signing Kemba basically takes up our entire remaining cap space, and we still have a dire need at the power forward and center spots. Plus, Russell is younger. Um, I, I like the idea of D'Angelo Russell. My concern there is because he's so young that we could have some of those, those Kyrie-ish issues in terms of um, distributing um, shots and, and shot selection and touches and possessions and things like that. I think that D'Lo probably thinks somewhat rightfully so that he's this upcoming star and is maybe deserving of, of more of a role, whereas Kemba has lost year after year after year being the guy and might be ready not to draw too much of a comparison, but just like when our big three came together in, in 08, those guys were ready to sort of all hop in the back seat and, and drive together, so to speak. Kemba Walker might be at that point in his career, whereas D'Lo is still quite young um, and it might be difficult for him along with our other young guys to, to find um, a right balance there in terms of an ecosystem. Um, another Celtics Reddit user, L Tweet, writes, I'm not sure why anybody wants this. We'd still be the fourth or fifth best team in the East while paying Kemba upwards of 35 mil per year for the next four or five years, not to mention our roster would be stuck uh, as it is for some time. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a good point. It's it's definitely a gamble. It is interesting that Kemba Walker, he would only be 33 coming off, off that contract, which isn't really that old. Um, sure, he does rely somewhat on his athleticism, but there's quite a lot of other elements to his game that, that make him pretty decent and you know if that's a free agent if that's a high high caliber he's kind of in that sort of tier two obviously he's not in that lebron durant sort of realm but he's definitely a tier two free agent and if he's someone that we can entice given i know it's a, another divisive subject but maybe some of the poor optics around danny ainge and the celtics recently if we can entice that free agent to come and sign with us i think that's um us moving into a more positive direction and maybe we can root ourselves of some of the demons from from the past season or so um, you know, Gordon Hayward's going to be hopefully a lot better this season coming off you know the two-year mark of that injury uh, Jalen's going into year four Tatum's going into year three um, a pairing of Kemba Walker with that team the only issue there which someone called out is surrounding them with some decent big men uh, which we could address with the MLE I think Dwayne Dedman is, is potentially, an, potentially an option there um, he's got a bit of an outside shot so would fit into that Brad Stevens style offense um and then perhaps we can we can pepper a few other um, lesser known big men uh, with the vet minimum. Obviously, any big in that scenario isn't going to be a focal point of our offense, but really we just need some rim protection, some passing, and uh, someone crashing the boards there. So it's exciting. I mean, wasn't expecting this at all on the sub. Really, since the beginning of the off season, people would be posting just like we've seen that the litany of d'angelo russell posts uh, at first there were quite a few kemba walker posts and they were kind of laughed at at first almost rightfully so given that there was no chance that we were going to have cap space to, to do that to make that pursuit and here we are the news has come out from a reputable source in mark stein and now it's a real possibility so interesting stuff anyway look some interesting news there i would advise not to get your hopes up too much there's every chance that kemba just re-signs with the hornets uh there which he's already expressed interest in doing but there's plenty of more draft and free agency talk to come. And for that, we're going to cut back to the rest of the show that we recorded just last night. Cheers. Oh,
coming up on the show. The Celtics walk away from the draft with strong vibes all around. Some spicy new prospects, which we'll get to in just a moment. We've got impending free agency to talk about. And of course, a little later, the Celtics read a recap. Joining us as always to shoot the breeze, Jackson, aka Rickman Lives. Jackson, how's things, man? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm very happy with our uh, our new additions, and I mean, there's a fifth guy too that I think we've mentioned that we will um, very shortly. The uh, I think we all know who I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, rhymes with a certain Mexican food, if, uh, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> yeah, I, be- I believe I, be- I believe it's Mexican that kind of cuisine you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> do, do we want to start with with uh, Taco Fall? Um, we can go there. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Get it out of why the not? way. Um, yeah, well, he's what he's just summer league contract, isn't he? Or what's the what's the go? Well, anyone drafted in the second round or um, not drafted in any round, as is the case with Taco Fall, um, they don't have yeah. a guaranteed contract. So I think at any point we can like, there's no cap hold. We can say like, uh, actually, you you're not what we thought you were. See you later. Or you are what we thought you were. It may be the case with Taco Fall. Here's um, some more money. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I get you. Yeah. So um, he'll pr- he'll play in summer league. Um, I don't know. I hope he plays again because anyone that's just freakishly anything, and in his case, he's freakishly tall and lanky. Um, like you kind of want to see that out there, sort of like Boban vibes. Um, mm. But I don't know. Like, are you are you expecting anything from from Taco Fall? I can't believe we're starting with Taco Fall. <laughs> <laughs> he's the he's the fall guy, huh? huh? Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, um, I don't know. He's, he's got the best meme potential, I guess. Yeah. I mean, he was, he's 7'6 seven, or 7'7. Seven, seven. Any 7 anything is huge, and he's got 7 what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's absurd. So, um, I'm Googling it yeah, right I, now. I, yeah, I would love to. I, would, I, really does, I really do hope he turns out. I've, I've watched some highlights of him. I think everyone's seen the, the, the highlights that he had going up against Zion Williams. Mm-hmm. Um, impressive, but he looks very, very slow, <clears throat> very... It's, it's like it's like his, his height is almost to almost to his disadvantage in terms of his mobility. But then again, I guess that's a that's a common thing for most big guys. So yeah, I'm not expecting a lot out of him. But I mean, if we can just get a few good performances, I'd love to see him get through summer league, like prove it enough to 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 keep himself on. I mean, I, I, as far as like him getting minutes and being like NBA standard is concerned, based on what I've seen and my expert opinion watching on YouTube in Australia, no, I, I think um, I think it's going to be a fun couple summer league games, but that probably is going to be it. Yeah. So the the four guys actually drafted by the Celtics, Romeo Langford, which like my wife is a, as a teacher at a, at a private school. That, <laughs> that, <laughs> she likes Romeo, Romeo Langford. It's such a preppy, yeah. like private school name. Grant Williams, which actually all of Carson Edwards, Tremont Waters, all of these are kind of these regal, like, yeah, they could. I was think they could all have a thinking, law firm. Sorry, go on. I was thinking the last. I was thinking the last names are all very, you know, um, <laughs> standard. I guess you could say preppy is probably the right the right adjective. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like the the vibe from these guys so far is that they all like they all had like a, a I guess like a WhatsApp group or a, a FaceTime thing happening like right away as soon as they arrived in Boston. Um, they're talking about, I guess this is prompted by Grant Williams, but like getting together to, to play games or like playing multiplayer games or whatever mm. young people do these days. But the isn't Grant Williams playing like <laughs> some? I, I can't even remember what yeah, it is. I was gonna say it was like Bakarag or something, but that's not it. Settlers it's... of Catan. 
which is Settlers of Catan, which is like an old school board game, but it's on the Nintendo Switch now. So he's like he's bringing a new sort of vibe to it. But um, I see, I see. I, I pictured him with like being the old school like you know dice and board and table sort of setup, but the Switch probably makes more. Yeah, sense. Yeah, no, I think he swings that way as well. By the sound of it, he's just, oh, he's good. an all out sort Traditionalist. of uh, nerd and um. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I guess I want to start with Romeo Langford and we'll just kind of go like chronologically or, or whatever in, in order of the draft. But um, have you had much of a chance to to check this guy out? I Purely because he was the highest pick, I watched the most highlights of him yeah. and I watched the most sort of breakdown of him. So I feel like I'm, I'm, a, I'm 100%, you know, expert in all things Romeo Langford. <laughs> so and athleticism, shot creation, all outstanding. Like a, a lot of potential there. And I mean, we would... Uh, we're going to need to replace Kyrie Irving scoring somehow. I'm not saying that it's going to be all Romeo <laughs> uh, carrying the la- the weight, but I mean, as far as someone who's who's good at getting the shot, you know, that's um that's positive, absolutely. Um, he does seem a bit lethargic on defense, and there's a lot of like effort things that seem to be um uh, weighing his game down. But the big thing I think everyone's talking about is his thumb has supposedly been injured all year, and that may have had some impact on his ability to. Someone says underperforming in his year in uh, college, and uh, maybe that's why he fell to fourteen. So yeah. hopefully, if, if that thumb injury is what was hampering him, then um, fully healthy, he should uh, make an impression. Yeah, yeah, I hope so. Um, I, I'm just going to throw straight. There's a, a, a draft thread um, that came out. I guess it was like a post draft reaction thread on Celtics Reddit, and a user Rose of Stardust um, posted the following. He said, "Great, great job by Danny to use this draft to to do a few different things. Number one, address." team weaknesses uh, in, in free throw shooting in this case. Number two, realize the Sixers made a promise to draft Thibel. I forget his first name. <laughs> I should have written that down. Um, <laughs> what does Danny do? Draft Thibel with our pick, call up the Sixers and pick up some assets. And with the first round pick we got from the Sixers, which was the 24th pick, Danny was able to attach it to Baines and trade him away to the Suns who were panicking at the point guard position um, and trade the pick and Baines to open up even more cap space and receive another first round pick in return next year. So the count there is three first round picks for next year, just like this year. Yeah, (laughs) classic Danny. Um, Number four, drafted tough, higher character guys in Williams and Edwards. And number five, he says... Personally, not a huge fan of Langford, but he has the tools to grow into something special. 6'6", with a 6'11 wingspan. Perhaps the thumb injury was a factor in his less than stellar college career. I'm paraphrasing him there at the end. But I I kind of hope that's a thing. I mean, I watched uh, quite a lot of his highlights and I, I tried to watch... Um, like game footage as well, because the highlights obviously are like quite a favor of of the subject. Um, and he did definitely he certainly had stretches of of like quite poor shooting. Um, but then with the caveat being that you know perhaps there was a thumb injury that was contributing to that. Hopefully, mm. maybe he ends up being a guy that like weirdly slipped in the in the draft, and and Ainge was fortunate enough to pick him up. Um, he certainly looks the part. I don't know, like. I don't watch a lot of college ball, but he, he has, it's such a cliche, but he, he has the tools. Like he's a big dude. Uh, he yeah. seems like a high upside. <laughs> yeah. All those things. Um, he's a gamer. Um, he just like, he, um, I don't know. He just, he just seems like he could be a, a high caliber Brad Stevens player in that like he can handle the ball. He's a playmaker and he can defend like he's kind of switchable in that sense because of his height and his wingspan. Um, so yeah, something to be hopeful there. Uh, Grant Williams. So we talked about Settlers of Catan. Um, this is the guy that I was talking about in terms of the most internet-friendly 
like player of all time potentially are you up on that jackson are you yeah so memeable yeah. already like it's just it's Big amazing time. yeah i don't know i think he's almost above memes to be perfectly honest he seems Transcends just like a re- yeah yeah it, 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 everything that's come out of his mouth so far has just been you know excellent as far as i'm concerned he's very well spoken he says the right things um much has been made of his his background given that his mother works for nasa which is um has created one of the greatest uh, potential uh, <laughs> front court <laughs> nicknames of all time. Ben, would you like to uh, do the honors? Yeah. I think everyone's caught onto it by now, but we, we, we thought of this about five minutes after it happened on draft day, didn't we? <laughs> the space-time continuum. <laughs> Bam! Space-time continuum. You've got Time Lord, whose last name is also Williams, <laughs> and Grant, whose last name is also Williams, who's uh, the spaceman. So yeah, space-time space time continuum. Just kind of worked, didn't it? Yeah. I, someone will make that T-shirt. Someone more artistically inclined than me and i'll be in line to order it on probably a back order i imagine it'll be so popular um i heard a, like an alternate nickname for grant williams was the on time lord <laughs> given that he arrived um for his like phone meeting or whatever after being drafted early like the complete opposite of uh of the time lord there so yeah interesting what if they're like what if they're like twins but like the total like opposite twins you know how like one's they all have like opposite personality traits but they're, they're still the same person i mean they've got the same last name right so they have to be sure yeah i mean it, it wouldn't surprise me and um i don't know i was gonna go into some spiel about nasa creating clones but well, it's not it's not within scope of this podcast. Um, as a, a Celtics Reddit user, the Yellow Chicken made a post, um, highly heavily upvoted Celtics Reddit post. There is a strong possibility that Grant Williams frequents this subreddit. He goes on to say, in my opinion, uh, since he considers considers himself a nerd and loves video games, science, etc., there is a good chance that he also uses Reddit. Hopefully, he has seen us all. Um, return all the love that he's provided so far, blah, 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 blah. Hope he does well, etc. Hope he's a rich man's Draymond. Um, and then, like, someone went through the post and, like, gilded and gave Reddit silver to, uh, like, almost everyone. A lot of the people who commented on that post. So there's this sort of um, sub-theory that uh, Grant Williams has gone on there with, like, his new NBA money and, like, gilded all the <laughs> all the commenters in their thread. So very <laughs> spicy. <laughs> That'd be super cool if it was the fact. I, I, I'm, I'm almost thinking it's probably someone else pretending to be Grant Williams anonymously, giving up all this money, probably spending like hundred of dollars of their own money just just for the lols. But I mean, it could be him. It could be him. That would be it would be far better and far less sad. Yeah, I think, if it actually was him. <laughs> it's probably Joe, who, by the way, he couldn't join us tonight. He's uh, he's not feeling too well, unfortunately. But um, he's broke now. <laughs> yeah, can't afford the <laughs> internet. Couldn't, couldn't afford the internet connection. <laughs> yeah, those New Zealand prices. I, I think he's off to learn the ins and outs of. Uh, playing Settlers of Catan so we can connect with our, our new uh, draft pick there, Grant Williams. Um, <laughs> another thing that Grant Williams said, uh, I was listening to the Celtics Talk podcast and um, uh, I always forget the, the guy's name. It's like a well, it's a well-known Celtics journalist who is not like super liked, but he's got a popular name. Anyway, that, that guy <laughs> was interviewing Grant Williams and he was talking about the process of like choosing his number and, and joining the Celtics. Um and obviously, the, the common the common response there is that most of the numbers in in Celtics land are taken because they're retired. And I, I think that there's like this holding period as well with like numbers like number five for KG and number four for Isaiah Thomas. They're not retired, but like people don't go and choose those numbers right away. Like there's there's obviously this sort of holding period there, which makes it more difficult. And he said he chose uh, number forty for now, 
and he cited Sean Kemp as the inspiration for for mm. that choice, which is nice. like a spicy like reach. And that would be like you or I making like a seventies reference because he's like quite young. So like this deep nineties reference is it's kind of like it's like he's a well schooled NBA fan in that sense. I thought that was pretty respectable. Yeah, Sean Kemp's a good shout out. That's um, that's a, that's a good character to um aspire to, definitely. Yeah, the um, the, rain the number man. things, the rain, yeah, every time the um, the number things fascinating, man. I mean, like this could be an unpopular opinion. Maybe I've said this on the podcast before. I think we have too many retired numbers. Yeah, I just think I I just I just think when you, I'll make this quick. I think you, each club should have like a special tier of like real immortals, and I think in the Celtics case, it's probably the exception because we have so many. Maybe the Lakers as well, but. I think I think there should be a little bit more freedom with some of these numbers because um, I mean, it doesn't really matter, does it? But it's nice to have a cool, slick, like sexy number, like a six or a five or something like that, rather than like yeah. fifty-one. You know, ba- Paul Baines was what was it, forty-six? Yeah. <laughs> you know, what I mean, this is an awkward pairing of, of numbers together. I think so. But anyway, beside the point. Yeah, uh, yeah, Sean Camp. I hope Grant Williams is Sean Camp, or even like, geez, half of a Sean Camp. I'll be very happy. Yeah, I'll take half of Sean Kemp. I, they probably, with the number uh, retiring situation, they, they should have, you know, how like music copyright uh, after like 70 years or whatever it is that the yeah. copyrights re- relax a little bit. They should have a similar thing with the numbers where like once like Bob Cousy's number has been retired for like 100 years or something, it becomes unretired and, and like goes back into the pool of available numbers. Otherwise, I think 100, I think 100 years is a great, a great idea. Yeah, it's probably too long, but you know, all respect to Bob Cousy, but it's just getting ridiculous <laughs> at some point. Otherwise, like four-digit numbers, you get to, you get drafted and you get to become like, I don't know, number <laughs> 1,000 or something. <laughs> true, true. Or we could like, we could j- jump into other alphabets. Are there other numerical <laughs> alphabets out there? Are there? Uh, I have no idea. I don't know, like Greek... Greek, oh, that's an that's an alphabet. I don't know, whatever, a symbol that you can refer to. It's really just so the referee can identify the player. We'll all be, emo- we'll all be emojis in like yeah. twenty forty five. Yeah. Yeah. Personal foul on on grimace face, winking smiley face. <laughs> yeah, on LMFAO face. Oh Jesus. Uh, um, Carson Edwards. Um, so I had a I had a question written down for you later, Jackson. But I'm I'm just gonna lead the Carson Edwards talk with this. Who um is likely to be a rotation player this year? Who's likely to be like the most immediate contributor? I, I feel like the answer to that is Carson Edwards. Uh, agree, disagree? What are, you, what are your thoughts there? Um, I don't know nothing about Carson Edwards. What is he? <laughs> so Carson Edwards is the dude who... <laughs> this is for everyone who's uned- uneducated like myself. Please let him like uh, people, people tune in every week for our expert opinion on, on newly drafted college players. Um, Carson Edwards is the dude who um, he went on like a crazy, crazy tournament run for Purdue, um, mm-hmm. which I'd only ever heard about um, in sort of like a in the way of legend or whatever. But uh, then I watched all of his highlights after we drafted him because, of course, that's really only when NBA fans care about college players. And um, the the dude is crazy. Like it's a hybrid of um, Isaiah Thomas, but with Russell Westbrook. Uh, athleticism and intensity like he's shorter he's only six foot tall i think he's got a six six wingspan though but he's mm-hmm. just like he's like a mini shemi who can shoot like he's just jacked and just like gets to the hoop with ease and just has insane athleticism and pull up three shooting material and his highlights if you haven't watched them I highly recommend it like some of the most entertaining highlights i've ever seen particularly his late tournament run um okay. he just seems like he's just got such a motor that he's just going to come in and contribute in, in in one way or another. 
Yeah. Well, like anyone who any guy who's like a spark plug is obviously good to have, particularly if he's going to be rec- rotation. Someone who can come in and just like immediately like energize and get the ball moving, particularly if he's like if he's ball dominant guard or anything like that. But um, no, look, I mean, if he, um, I, w- I would love to see all these guys, you know, get a run. Um, obviously, we have to be realistic with our expectations of um, of how much we'll see of them. But um, again, of that press conference that I saw, the introductory one of all the rookies, I thought um, uh, he wasn't saying much. He looked like he was a bit awkward being up there. But um, all the answers that he gave were again were well spoken and. Um, and some good things we're saying there. So I think that's definitely a, 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 a common thread with a lot of the guys that the Celtics drafted. They're all, um, you know, reasonably intelligent, you know, dudes. There's not a lot of, um, not a lot of idiots there. Not a lot of idiots that we draft. No, Terry Rozier. Terry Rozier may be the <laughs> exception. I don't think Terry Rozier is an idiot, but you know what I mean. It's just not. You know, you, you listen to how Grant Williams talks and listen to how he talks. It's not quite the same. But I think they're all. Um, they're all bright dudes. Yeah. Well. Um... Yeah, the the constant message I guess coming out of the draft seems to be that like we drafted all these high high character guys. Um, mm. Whether or not that says much about the last season and some of the disappointments around, you know, maybe the impact that some people's maybe one in particular person's personality had on the on the locker room um, to go out and then draft like the antithesis of of that person or persons. Um, yeah. It seems like it, it's a pretty sort of um, intentional pivot in another direction which i am a fan of um tremont waters uh i i'm with you on this one jackson don't know a lot about this guy knew that we would be talking about him watched some highlights and did some reading before the podcast seems like as far as highlights go pretty good um there are some isaiah thomas vibes there as well um watching his highlights it, it seemed like he's a really good ball handler has great passing vision and the one knock on him might be that um his burst is lacking in that once he i noticed this in the highlights like i said they're meant to be favorable but it was it was kind of noticeable that once he got past his initial defender he didn't have that extra burst to the rim to beat the rotating defender which might mm-hmm. explain why he went so deep in the draft and might be a red claw for the most of the year do you know anything about this guy at all no, I'm gonna fight. <laughs> totally. <laughs> sorry. I think you sorry. are in the majority. Sorry, there, Tremont. So sorry, Tremont, man. I, I'm a fan of you. I just don't know anything about you. But um, uh, summer league is going to be um telling. You know, I always kind of look forward to summer league because it's the first taste of Celtics basketball in a, in a while. But at the same time, it really doesn't mean a great deal. But it is a chance to check out the rookies and see what they can do. So the fact that we've got four guys here that um, well, five guys, sorry, that um, that we're all um, that we're all studying and we all obviously have high expectations for. I'd love to see them all um get some serious minutes and uh, impress in the summer league and uh, I'll make up my mind as to which one I like better from there I think yeah I think that's that's pretty much the the common pathway and summer league you know that's what it's all about it's about exhibiting these these new acquisitions and and allowing us to observe and, and make our own decision rather than just you know, watching highlights and, and, and making our decisions like like I admittedly have done so far. There was another guy, I was just trying to Google it as you were saying that, Jackson, that we picked up for the Summer League roster. It was like a deep, deep post-draft pickup, uh, an extension of the Taco Fall acquisition. But I, I'm, I'm sorry to this guy. I'm sure I'm sure you're listening. Uh, but sorry, I, I couldn't find your name, <laughs> but I'm sure uh, you're, you will make your name known. So props to you for, for making a Summer League roster. Um, Happy to have you on board. <laughs> yeah. So, who's likely to be a fan favorite out of all of these? Um, out of all of these picks, so we talked about who's likely to crack the rotation. Um, Jackson, based on everything we've talked about so far, who I feel like it's kind of obvious, but 
Yeah. yeah. Grant Williams, I think for the reasons we said earlier, I think he's likable. I think he's intelligent. I think he's he's a big. We need big bodies. Um and uh the uh the meme potential space time continuum nickname with uh Time Lord is uh is untouchable. So yeah, he's he's got the lead so far. Yeah, I agree with you there. A couple of other Reddit comments on the draft very quickly. User AirMagSwag posted a Tom Habistro tweet saying, Carson Edwards on Grant Williams, quote, he's a good dude, man. Yesterday we were talking on FaceTime and I had just gotten into Boston and he was like, do you want to play games? And I'm like, dude, I just got here. And he's like, I play board games too, which uh, that's how I annoy all of my friends is just like come and hang out and play games. And they're like, no, like my wife or girlfriend wants me to do like real shit and not like waste time with you. But I continually reach out to my friends and annoy, and annoy them in that way. So um, that that uh, spoke to me as a as a loser. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's well, even even losers can make the NBA, man. So don't just don't despair. Yeah. Oh, we've got that in common. And <laughs> user Tenub wrote on the draft: Ainge has taken three different types of gamble: injured stud, analytics darling, and tournament bolter um which is great surely one of them are going to work out right the, the draft always works out for Danny age so totally i would i would i would add i would add a fourth one in there too Obs- obscure foreign gigantic body pick <laughs> yeah deep deep <laughs> reach they've been they've been, been trending they've been trending lately so yeah why yeah not? bowl bowl consolation prize i guess oh man bowl bowl boban chris Stapps, uh who, who am I forgetting here? Giannis, I guess, if you want to stretch. You know? <laughs> sure, <laughs> so, yeah. Make the yeah. make the comparison. They're trendy, <laughs> trendy. Yeah. Thumbs on seats. Uh, I want to get to free agency because that's kind of when we come back for our next episode. That that's going to be the next talking point. And mm-hmm. you know, between now and then, it's it's kind of this dark vacuum of time where there's you know we had the awards show today, but it's, we haven't even got that slated to to discuss uh, on on this episode because of how boring it is. Um, so looking at free agency, there's a lot of names that have sort of come out of the woodwork there. Um, so the, I think the way we should look at it, are what are our positional needs? And to me, mm-hmm. point guard and, and big man really um, shine there. And it's easy to start with point guards because there's kind of less less names there. Um, Malcolm Brogdon is a big one. Uh, mm-hmm. Terry Rozier, uh, D'Angelo Russell, and then sort of like, Thomas Sadoransky and, and like smaller sort of fringe free agents. Sure. Out of those names, is there like who are you leaning towards? Like who would you like to sign and who do you think will be signed? If anyone Um That's a good question actually. I um whoever we sign, I just hope it's the right personality and the right mentality for whatever kind of game Brad Stevens wants to play. Because I think obviously without hammering on about Kyrie too long, I think like the the um the there was a big there was a big divide between when you've got a star player who like is is very much central on themselves versus the team system which was brought us so much success uh, prior to that. But anyway, beside that, so I hope whoever we get is just someone who's going to like you know put the the team first. Um, and to be honest, like Brogdon's would be great, but I just wonder if 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 a backcourt of him and Smart or, or one is going to be the thing to go. It's probably it's probably going to be Rogier, isn't it? Because as much as sexy as as D'Angelo Russell is, I just I just I'm struggling to see how that's going to come about without trading a lot of our guys away or or doing something drastic, you know, despite the circumstances. So it's it's probably going to be Rogier, and um, I don't know how I feel about that. Part of me is like the guy who was in the playoffs last last season, 
is still going to be in there somewhere. And maybe with Kyrie out and this and this like core squad together, maybe that's what it needs to come together. But at the same time, I'm like, oh, I just think about his last season. But you think about everyone's last season, it was terrible. So I don't know, man. I think I'm probably going to say Rozier. What about you? Yeah, Rozier is probably the logical choice given that we have his rights and like he has kind of, um, when I say we have his rights, like obviously we have we have the the option to match anything that's offered yep. to him. Um, so hopefully no one stooges us there and offers him way too much because I think that we could probably get him on like an eight to ten per year contract, which is kind of mm-hmm. great if he does go back to who yeah. he was pre Kyrie. Um, if you, I mean, if you just quickly look at last year, like kind of touched on it, but everyone had a bad year except for mm. like Horford. Um, and so clearly there was like this systemic issue there. So it's not totally unreasonable to think that, I mean, we're kind of banking on that with Tatum, right? That he'll go back to who he was in the Eastern Conference yep. Finals in 2018, I think it was. Um, that's like a year ago. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's not unreasonable to think that if we're banking on that as far as Tatum is concerned, then we can do the same with Rogier now that maybe some of the, the poison has um, has been extracted. Um, D'Angelo Russell, yeah, like I just... That might cause similar issues to what Kyrie did in terms of too many mouths to feed. If we really want to go through the Jays and and Haywood, who I think like we really need to put a lot of um of oomph behind of oomph. I can't think of a better word. The idea that he, <laughs> he needs to put in some oomph. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we need to believe in his. Yeah, oomph. so articulate on on this show. Um, that that he will come back and be kind of more pre-injury Haywood. Like we kind of have to believe in that if if. We weren't going to prior to this. Now, now is the time, and it's been like two years. Um, adding D'Lo to that, I just think, kind of gives us some problems that we're unfortunately all too familiar with. Um, so, Brogdon is a is a favorite for me there because I feel like he kind of fits the bill personality wise and and what he can contribute defensively and offensively. But um, someone's probably going to why would the why would the Bucks let him go? To be honest, well, yeah, like someone's going to offer him too much and I don't think we're going to be able to reasonably match it and allow enough cap, sp- cap space for us to do other things. Um, yep. We should get to the big man very quickly. So um, is it sort of free agents and, and names that have come up in, in trade rumors as well. So Steven Adams is something that's come up on, on the sub and on Twitter uh, quite frequently. I'll just run through these. Julius Randle, Nikola Vucevic, Brooke Lopez, Marcus Morris, Mook Morris, Hassan Whiteside, who the Heat said... Um, they'd like to they'd happily give up some assets in order to to get rid of his contract thomas bryant who i love and uh, we mentioned before thomas sataransky who (laughs) i've got here at the bottom of my list he's not a big man obviously he's a point guard but um is a a good contributor uh as a as a point guard off the bench so out of Mm. excluding sataransky there looking at the big men it's a pretty glaring hole in our roster is there yeah like what's the difference between who you hope for and who you think will probably get there well what i hope for if i'm completely honest is for us to get hassan whiteside <laughs> piss off whatever shit is has been <laughs> is, is 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 causing him to have a bad attitude or whatever his main grievance is with Miami Heat, uh-huh. and go back to whatever two seasons ago was where the guy was like almost averaging like 10 blocks a game yeah. or something absurd like that like he was just it was it was ridiculous what he was doing and they were so ready to like basically give him the keys to the franchise as the heat and then he just just went totally downhill so what i would like is to get him back and make him as good as he could be but what i think will happen um, is we probably will go for someone like Stephen Adams. 
I think his contract plays a big part in that too, in the in the fact that we have to pay him what twenty million dollars was it was it more than that for two years? But then beyond that, that's um that's a lot of money open. Um, he doesn't stretch the floor at all though, so I wonder if in Horford's absence we're going to look to um maintain that. Then, pardon me. Then Vucevic, Vucevic uh, Lopez, and I guess you got to say uh, Marcus Morris as well would fill that um, uh, there. And I'm just talking about everyone here, aren't I? I'm not really choosing anyone. <laughs> I, I guess, I guess, um, I guess getting Adams would be some uh, remedy to seeing uh, uh, our darling Aaron Baines uh, <laughs> no longer on the team now. A, a, a big memeable New Zealander would be uh, would actually be quite cool. It would be great to have Stephen Adams on the team, but um, yeah. Look, look, man. I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. It's, it's going to purely depend on on where they want to on, on where they want to take the team, where Brad wants to take the team, what kind of basketball they want to play. Because yeah, you can you could go one way with one of those guys, and you can go a total another way with the others. So I don't know. Yeah. So that's an in- interesting point where they want to go with the team. So like they've recently freed up a lot of cap space, and maybe there's been some bad optics around the Celtics as far as our ability to attract free agents and, and those that we have not that Kyrie was a free agent uh, yeah. but Al was like they're they're kind of out the like door that's now. a bit overstated that's a media thing don't you reckon yeah I mean I hope so I want that yeah. to be the case but like what what are the Celtics up to they freed up space so are they just freeing up space for the sake of it to to shed salary for you know a, a potential signing down the line or do they plan to do something this offseason and John Corrales had a really good point on his podcast, the Locked On Celtics podcast, earlier today. He basically said, if we were not planning on making some signings, why did we carefully rid ourselves of Bainsey's contract? Like, we could have just bought him out and eaten that money this year, but instead, uh, we traded him to Phoenix and essentially got them to buy him out and eat that salary instead. Why would we do that if we weren't planning on on making some significant signings and, and reaching or exceeding the cap this year, so that's uh, mm. something spicy and exciting to look yeah. forward to. It would it would be weird if they didn't do anything, like they just freed up cap space for, for the sake of it. Like it feels that feels safe. I feel like that would be a we we need to kind of be a bit more proactive. I think with with some of our moves here, if we want to keep up with the rest of the East. So um, I'd say definitely some signings are on the way. Yeah, I really like Julius Randall, but at a power forward, like he's kind of undersized for a center and for for Brad Stevens' offense. Um, I don't know if it works because like i feel like we'll see like tatum and maybe once we sign our other free agents we can re-sign mook and and go over the the cap because of his bird rights um julius randall at a four and as as an undersized five doesn't make a lot of sense thomas bryant on the other hand who is a restricted free agent makes a lot of sense to me he is a center and he has got an outside shot and he has a lot of the qualities that can fill the role of a of a five guy a center in a brad stevens offense um, mm-hmm. as opposed to Whiteside, who's obviously a real inside presence defensively, but doesn't offer much. Um, he's kind of unplayable in the playoffs and that kind of thing. I think Thomas Bryant um, would be a really spicy pickup there for the Celtics. Obviously Vucevic as well, but um, I don't know if giving him the amount of money he'll probably fetch out there on the market. I don't know if that kind of fits our timeline, but um, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. See how we go. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Good time. Nothing else to add, man. No, no, no. My bad, my bad. All right, uh, that's cool. We're going to take a very quick break and be back in a moment for the Reddit recap. All 
right, folks, welcome back. This is the Reddit recap. I'm going to start with a post by user Bonafide Six Car Monorail who posts Marcus Smart wins the 2019 NBA Hustle Award. Nice, um, Marcus. Yeah, now, yeah, so I promised earlier to you, Jackson, and the, the listeners that we would not talk about the NBA Awards show, but, you know, our boy Marcus Smart, he wins an award. <laughs> you should probably call it the Marcus Smart Award, the NBA Hustle Award a.k.a. the fill time for advertisements between now and the MVP announcement award. Marcus Smart won it. It kind of makes sense, <laughs> I think. I feel like it's almost like a runner-up prize to Depoy. Um, yeah. But yeah, if anyone was well, deserving, it's it's Marcus Smart. Well, I've never heard of this award before in my life. I think it's new. <laughs> it's yeah. going to say, who won it last year? Um, yeah, cool. What's it based on? Just, um, just general pure Pure hustle. hustle. <laughs> Pure hustle, yeah. Okay, sweet. No yeah. worries. Yeah, I mean, good, good for Marcus Smart, man. I mean, he, he, I feel like he's been criminally uh, underrated like his whole career. But um, you know, defensive uh, uh, All NBA team this year and Hustle Award this year, he's getting some recognition. So yeah, awesome, Marcus. Yeah, I'm just uh, I'm just scrolling through the comments on the on the thread now, and user Siakam is overrated. Right, <laughs> and Siakam won MIP. So uh, anyway, writes awesome. Does anyone know how this is determined? Is it a player vote? Um, I don't think so. I think it's just like I don't know. They probably call Bill Simmons or something, like who who exhibited the most hustle uh, throughout yeah. the season because it just seems like such an arbitrary um, sort of judgment to to make. Obviously, everyone is exhibiting hustle in the NBA, so I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, I'm glad Mike Smart. They could play paper, scissors, rock between ten or seven, ten or so <laughs> yeah. basketball personalities, and whoever wins gets to choose. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather see that award played out live on stage, just a, a Jenkins yeah, tournament. Um, <laughs> user Miguel Wayne posted a tweet by Brian Robb, uh, and it's Danny Ainge quote: "I think it just makes life more enjoyable when everybody is humble, hardworking, and will play any role they have to to help the team succeed." You do have a certain amount of talent to win, as we all know. Sorry, you do have to have a certain amount of talent to win, as we all know. But good people makes coming to work more fun. Uh, mm. Throwing some shade there at uh, should we read into that? Read <laughs> Let's into that? read <laughs> directly into that. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Good people makes coming to work more fun. Yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't, um, I wasn't um, linking that to Kyrie Irving at all until that last line. So um, that must be deliberate. To, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I would think so. There's, there's quite a few. Just it makes life more enjoyable when more when everybody is humble and hardworking. I just, yeah, I don't know. Danny yeah. Ainge is like he's pretty subtle. He's obviously a, a real pro, a pro's pro, if you will. But um, that just seems like a little bit of a pointed comment there towards maybe Kyrie Irving yeah yeah could be could be all right moving right along user mkg and kemba fan okay all right mkg and kemba fan uh it's a, pretty well to pronounce that yeah. I'm laughing I was like, Come on. <laughs> do these things live uh it's a Woj tweet the celtics are hiring fairmount wv state coach joe mazula as an assistant coach, league sources tell ESPN, Missoula made a strong impression with the Celtics G League staff before returning to college two years ago. He played for John Balian at WVU. Jackson, as uh, a resident Celtics basketball expert, tell us everything you know about Joe Missoula. So Joe Mazzulla, or Muzzy, as I like to call him, uh, he goes back to his uh, his college days playing for... I have no idea. I have no idea about this. I remember reading this briefly and... Um, 
and forgetting everything about it. I only remember that I that I read it. Um, so yeah, my bad on that one. But um, hey, if he's uh, if he's part of the Celtics, then uh, I'm, I'm all for That's it. Exactly right. it. That's exactly Good right. It's exactly right. Good on you, Joe Muzzy. Um, so I, I did a little bit of reading just to have something to say about this because it is news in this weird weird time before free agency, and you know. You, whatever, like he's got a college career and he's coached for the Red Claws. The interesting fact is that he's only 30 years old. Ah, um, oh, okay. I'm in my early 30s. I certainly don't feel like I could lead or even assistant lead anyone or anything. Yeah. So a 30-year-old assistant NBA coach to Brad Stevens um, is, is kind of interesting. I, do you think that they're, given the locker room issues last year, like is it possible that the like the dork to cool guy ratio was so out of Brad Stevens' favor last year that we needed to hire this like hip, young, like cool dude to help out? Uh, potentially. <laughs> it's maybe I, um, a reach. I, don't, I wouldn't know anything about if he's hip or cool, but um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's certainly young. I was going to say um, that that seems absurdly young, but now I'm just running through the roster in my head and I, I think other than Marcus Morris, I, I think he's older than everyone, assuming that Horford's not coming back. Uh, I think he, yeah, I think he's even older than Marcus Morris, right? Like he... Only just is he really? Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. Well, he's well, he's, he's senior in that respect, but um, yeah, that's absurd. I mean, I mean, Brad Stevens is still pretty young for an NBA coach, and certainly, you know, five six years ago when he started, he was obviously even younger. So you know, yeah. maybe they're going down the you know the youthful exuberance. Maybe it's just an all around youth movement we're going for. It seems. I like it. I look forward to seeing his uh, yeah, his youthful glow on the bench soon. I guess in summer league or whatever, which is which is coming up by the way. Um. We did a, a mapping out the off-season podcast just after the, the playoffs ended. Completely failed to mention Summer League. Um, my bad, I suppose. But that, that's a huge stretch of time that will uh, fill your days as someone who is you know, missing basketball in general and the NBA and stuff like that. And um, by all accounts, it looks like we're going to have a very, very exciting Summer League squad. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think we're playing the Sixers, the Cavs usual and, and and whatnot i don't really care who we're playing but yeah no it's going to be good to see the guys the new boys out there yeah they're all... just want to see the young guys get out in the court and uh, and do their thing all right i think uh <laughs> i mean there's not really much else going on out there in uh, celtics land we continue to, to put out these podcasts because um much to my delight celtics reddit continues to tick over and every time i f- refresh uh, slash new there's more content for me to, to pour over there so thank you to all your uh you celtics redditors for um for keeping my life Interesting, not to be melodramatic, and mine too. <laughs> and mine too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jackson, any any uh, um, any thoughts or anything you want to add before we before we wrap this one up? I kind of just want to get. I kind of just want free agency to start already. I'm sick of the. I'm yeah. sick of the speculation, and I just want that. The first day of free agency is always so good because there's like 20 deals that just come at you like like that. So I'm oh, I'm looking forward to that, man. Other than that, I'm happy for the new guys. I'm happy for uh, for Joe Mazzola to be a part of the team and everything like that. And uh, yeah, just. Uh, Enjoy the calm before the storm, I guess. Yeah, welcome, Mazzy. We uh, we love you, mate. Glad to have you on board. Uh, and and free agency starting at six p.m. now on June the thirtieth. So that's like okay. quite early in the morning on July first for us in in this quadrant of the world. Um, so that's like a wake up, check Reddit immediately, get free agency news kind of thing. So um, yeah, I might set my alarm. Be ready for it. Yeah, maybe an emergency podcast. Um, we'll <laughs> Five in the morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah we've, we've done yeah. it before. Um, yeah we have indeed alright that's going to do it for this episode of the Celtics Reddit podcast thanks everyone for tuning in we'll be back right after the beginning of free agency to discuss whatever happens there Jackson any suggestions on how to pass the time between now and then 
I could, but I probably shouldn't say it to the impressionable children on um, on Reddit. <laughs> Read lots of books. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Study. And, and, watch, and watch Taco Fall highlights. Study there you hard. go. There's, there's, there's months sorted for you. Use your imagination, folks. Mm. All right, folks. Sending good vibes to Danny Ainge in the front office ahead of free agency. Go Celtics. Peace. Peace.